1: another episode of full court press. It's the Kobe Bryant episode number 81 in honor of Kobe's 81 points against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, this is going to be a fun show. we have the return of preseason NBA basketball. It's coming up in just a few minutes and I'm so excited. Uh, I've got it right here on my television. Can't wait. It's been uh it's been too long without hoops and they're finally back. But before that, we still have a ton of crazy stories. It's 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 been a very very interesting week to say the least. This Jimmy Butler saga has just kind of carried on Throughout this entire, I, I guess, like the past three weeks, honestly, um, and and really throughout the whole off season, because we all knew the, the we all saw the writing on the wall. Everybody knew what was going on with Butler, but well, except for Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau did not uh, see what uh, the rest of us saw. Um, but before we jump into the topics, uh, my good pal Joel Jimenez is joining me tonight. What's up, Joel?
2: What's up, my brother? How you doing?
1: Doing just fine, man. How excited are you? We got we got preseason basketball.
2: A, it feels great. I'm actually watching it right now. I'm I'm excited again. It's just, it's just kind of surreal feeling watching basketball again. Them and all their jerseys and just awesome. It's just it's a great feeling. Great feeling.
1: Yes, I. Concur 100%.
3: Um,
1: so let's, let's jump into some topics. Um, Carl Anthony Town signed a five-year max extension to remain with Minnesota. Something we all figured would be coming. I mean, nobody turns down that kind of extension. But it was very interesting timing coming out of Minnesota um, from Carl Anthony Town. I mean, essentially... It was what like two or three days after after uh, Jimmy requested a trade, and it, a you moment. know all of the rumors were coming out about him not being happy with Towns and Wiggins. Um, and then you know essentially you know Thibodeau is like I don't I'm still I don't really want to trade him. And then the owner comes out and says, well we're we're fielding trade offers. Call me like directly if you need to. And then the day before media day, Towns signs the uh, the max extension. You you have to think, and of course Towns denied it, but you have to think that there was some kind of conversation going on behind the scenes of like, I will sign my extension when I know that Jimmy Butler is going to be traded from this team. Is that do you think that's a far fetched leap for for me to make, or do you kind of see that as? Um, the 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 high probability that that is the case, Joel.
2: I would say you're not far fetched at all. I think it's quite possible that that's exactly what happened. Uh, I I wouldn't say exactly like that, but I, I can't right. imagine. It just seems like things have been so toxic in Minnesota. Uh, weirdly enough, cause I didn't think it was that bad until the rumors started coming out, and I was like, Right? Is it? They, do they, they really, really not get along year. that bad? Yeah. That's why I did not, I didn't see this coming. It kind of caught me off guard and I didn't believe it at first, you know? And then it just, it's the, where there was smoke, there obviously became fire and got worse and worse. And they obviously just don't like each other. And I don't think he likes him or Wiggins. So it's like, I don't know what it is. It just, it just did not work out like they planned it. And it kind of sucks because at the time it looked like a great deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think everyone did. I mean, everyone thought it made sense. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think more so than anything, the, the the you know the Bulls were the ones who caught flack for the trade, the criticism. Yeah. Um, and in hindsight, sure. you know, I mean, I, I think they did well for themselves. But even still, I mean, even despite all the shit that's going on, it's like I, I still don't think it was a bad trade. It just didn't work out. because um, it made sense. You had these two guys in Wiggins and Towns who were really really good. Um, young players, and you needed kind of like a a, a veteran all star to come in and, and and kind of lead the team. And on paper, you get that. You uh, you sign Jeff Teague, who's you know a a starting caliber point guard in the league. He's not great, but he's solid. Um, he and a veteran Josh himself, you know. Yeah, yeah. and a veteran. Um, a playoff experience. You know, reliable a player, player. plays both sides of the ball. Um, like right. I mean, like I said, he's not great, but he he's solid. Um, and you get Tosh Gibson, a consummate professional, old-school veteran. Um, and, you know, like, I mean, you've got a reasonably good team. They like depth. Uh, but, you know, as far as their starting lineup, it was really good. Um, and they played really right. well. I mean, up until Jimmy got hurt um, near the tail end of the season, they were right there at the three seed. So,
2: right, you know, no. I mean,
1: him, him getting hurt and then, you know, taking a while to come back, they slipped to the eighth seed because there were such few games separating three and eight. And, you know, we saw kind of what happened. Um, Towns obviously struggled in the playoffs. And, I I, honestly, I think – I want to – I hate to, like, continue to harp on uh, Thibodeau. (laughs) But I I think for for Towns not to be shooting – More threes being that he is – I don't care if he's seven feet tall. I don't care if he's your starting center. Like, he's your best three-point shooter. He needs to be shooting more threes.
3: Um,
1: Like, just plain and simple. Um, So, I think that probably had a lot to do with it um, uh, as far as um, his struggles were concerned. Um, But overall, I mean, the team team seemed to to gel well together um, after, you know, the initial, like, first 20 games. When, when Butler finally kind of took the reins and, and, and started kind of taking over. Uh, but from all reports, like, that's what kind of pissed off Wiggins and Towns. So, um, I mean, who knows? I mean, obviously, it just wasn't a match made in heaven, um, despite Thibodeau no. obviously trying, I'm sure, trying his best to, like, appease all sides. I'm sure he tried his best to do so. Um, That's
2: all we keep hearing is that he's just he's just desperate to keep uh, Jimmy in. It's just kind of ridiculous, but yeah, I could see why he's just trying to mend fences, and they're not trying to hear it, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think at this point, um, you know, it's it's like I said, we've been talking about it for a while now, and I think it's it should be abundantly clear to even Tibbs that this this. Um, relationship is is pretty much done um but let's let's uh let's get into so there was a little bit of news that came out as far as what minnesota is looking for in a jimmy butler trade so they want an established veteran prospect or prospects a uh, first round pick or draft picks and cap relief for jimmy butler um now, I know you want to aim Come high. On. I get that. I get that. Like yep. you, you, you aim high and then you settle for what you get. I get it. But like, I, there, there comes a point where you're aiming too high. Like I think you, you can't. You got to be reasonable here. Like you didn't even get that. I think Luke pointed this out. Uh, and and it's too bad Luke couldn't make it tonight because I, I would have been very interested to hear him go off about this. Um, but, like, you you, you didn't even get that – like, you didn't even have to give up that when you traded for Jeremy Butler. <laughs> so, like, you didn't give up any established veteran. Um, <laughs> you gave up a draft pick, but you got a draft pick back. You gave up seven, and mm-hmm. you got back 16. Um, and you gave up three young players. Um, and uh, Well, two – actually, I'm sorry, two young players and a draft pick. And you got back a draft pick on right. Jeremy Butler. Like right. they're, they're being, they're being ridiculous, right? Like this is like, not just in the sense we know they're not going to get this, but
3: mm-hmm. the
1: fact that they're even trying to start the conversation off there is just a little too over the top. Is it not?
2: I don't think starting there is a problem. I say, I, I was saying before, you aim high because at the very end you know you're going low. That's how you do. That's how you sell out everything. In life, he's yeah. always sell high, even though you're never gonna get what you expect, right? So, right. In my opinion, he he. The problem with him, all right. So, Minnesota, <laughs> they can't get what they want back. They can't get what they want back primarily because they're in a bad situation. He's a free agent at the end of this season, so he has a lot, a lot more control over the situation than they they probably like. They're going to aim high. That's fine. But the fact that that Tibbs isn't budging is the problem, more more so than what he's asking for. You could start there, but you got to move from there just to make some type of deal work out. And I think that's where the issue is right now. Tibbs is just being really stubborn because he really doesn't want to trade him. So he's really trying to get people to walk away. <laughs> so that's really what it's coming right. down, You're coming down to. But yeah, that's the main reason. You're never gonna get the deal that you want because it's a bad situation. He's a free agent. You'll never get the full amount that you wanted. Or even if you could get equal to what you lost in that deal, um, then you might you might just be happy with that. Like what you were saying, right. uh, a vet, uh, a pick, and an extra piece, like uh, maybe some cap that's good enough. That's all you're gonna have. That's all you do. If you get that, that's you're lucky because it, even that is probably a lot. <laughs> the best you yes. can do is some type of uh, somewhat equal. You're never gonna e- get equal pay, but you could maybe get a decent player back. So you know what? Something like what? Uh, what? Uh, what? Toronto got. I mean, Toronto. San Antonio got for uh, right. for uh, what's the name? This guy. This <laughs> is Kawhi Leonard. It's not for like five. that. Maybe you yeah. can get something like that. Right.
1: Yeah, you got. You got a a a really good player back uh, or a great player back, I should say, in, in DeMar DeRozan. Uh, you got a young prospect in Yaka portal, uh, and you got a draft pick. You didn't get any cap relief. Um, and you had also had to give up, uh, like in that trade, a viable, um, like very solid, uh, starting caliber shooting guard in Danny green. So like if you're using that as your example, um, I mean, I, I I feel like Danny Green is important in that equation because it's like they didn't just get back all that for giving up Kawhi Leonard, they also gave up Danny Green. Um, so
2: a like, good role player, like, a starting yeah, caliber role player.
1: Yes, very much so. Clutch three-point shooter, solid defender, um, our classic right. three-and-D guy, um, right. and yeah, yeah, and and you know that you have to look at what they got back, and you have to consider that. Um, as much as as much shit has gone on with Kawhi and San Antonio this past season, Kawhi doesn't have a history of problems. Like he had, obviously, had the the big uh, fallout with right. San Antonio, but he doesn't have a history of this. Whereas Jimmy Butler has, you know, I mean, albeit maybe warranted um, in in all occasions, but he had a couple different um, problems with the Bulls. Um, and and you know why I say warranted was especially the first thing with the Bulls, they were kind of dicking him around on his contract, um, mm-hmm. and threatening to to start Tony Snell over him um, if he uh, if he didn't sign the extension that they wanted him to sign. Um, you know, I mean that came out. So like yeah, but like you know he had that obviously had that problem with Derrick Rose um, as far as you know it being. Roses team or Jimmy's team or what have you, and now he's got this problem in Minnesota. Like that's that you're you're starting a trend, um, at least on paper. So you know I don't know. You're just you're probably not going to get as much as the Spurs got for Kawhi Leonard, and you're a little yeah. more under the gun now because you didn't make this trade, you know, earlier on in the season, um, you know, around the draft or shortly thereafter.
3: Exactly.
1: So Yeah. So I mean it will it, be interesting but they um yeah, they're they're under the gun and I don't I don't know if Tibbs is is um really taking this seriously enough because uh his unwillingness nope. to wiggle um seems seems crazy. Um along with that we're gonna get into uh, a couple teams here in a second, but um one of the teams that has uh, essentially bowed out of these sweepstakes, much uh, much similarly to the Kawhi Leonard um, sweepstakes because uh, the Sixers bowed out of that one as well. Um, huh. But reportedly, the Sixers made an offer, no, no, no indication as to what that offer is, Um yeah, they made an offer, um, and Minnesota essentially said, um, you have to include Ben Simmons. Like, we're not going to have a discussion until Ben Simmons is on the table, to which Philly said, fuck you, we're out. (laughs) And rightfully so. Like, we're not giving you fucking the rookie of the year uh, for a guy who can walk in a season. A a guy who can walk in a season, who's injury prone, um, and, you know, Mm -hmm. who, uh, as we just said, has, has, you know, a few instances of not getting along with other people. Right, right. Like that's just ridiculous. Like it's crazy. Like the fact that they were so like lying in the sand. I mean, obviously they were because if they weren't, like it. Like you said, it's okay to be like, yeah, man, we really want Ben Simmons, and that conversation goes on and ends really quickly. Um, But you can you can say you want Ben Simmons to try and set up getting a little bit better of a package back. But when you're serious about saying like I'm not, we're not having this conversation if Ben Simmons is not on the table. That's why the conversation is over, right?
2: Right. Exactly. But that's what I mean. I don't mind. Again, I don't mind aiming high. That's really high, especially for, for Philly. I mean, the only thing worse than ask, would be asking for Joel Embiid. But even then, they'd probably right. even consider it. But but even then, that, those are their their corner pieces. You you don't really give up your corner pieces for. Po- a right. possible rental. That's the only issue with with Jimmy Butler. is It's not long. It's not like you're trading for Anthony Davis, who has a long term contract and is younger. Is that's different. That's yeah. <laughs> a whole different. That's a whole ball different ball game. Different type of animal, is right there. Jimmy Butler's really good, but he but he's in terms of tier. He's a he's an All Star caliber player who's getting to the his he's towards the past passing his prime is what I'm trying to say.
3: Right. Uh, and like yeah. you said,
2: he's he's been known to get he's an injury prone. Uh, and he has he has kind of an attitude. So it's like there's a lot of things you got to weigh and you're never going to give up what they want. You're never going to get equal value. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You're going yeah. to you're gonna have to take a chance.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing in a nutshell. Like some team out there is going to have to take a chance, um, a la the way uh, Toronto did on Kawhi or the way OKC did on Paul George. Um, I think Correct. that is going to be the kind Correct. of team that you're going to see. Yeah. Um, who eventually uh, gets
2: this trade done. Um, yeah. but exactly. uh, You know what? Before we move on, that, that Paul yeah. George trade turned out to be almost so good for both teams. Isn't that fucking crazy? It really did, <laughs> isn't like, it? How, how, how did that happen? Like, with no pick. <laughs> like, it just—it yeah. was just Paul George for, like, Ella Depot and um, Sabonis. Sabonis. And you're like, oh, that's just yeah. weak. Right. I, like, and then it turned out to be – Great for both teams. Like it's great yes. how that works out. It really did because
1: as good as um, as good as Victor Oladipo is like and was last mm-hmm. season, he's never going mm-hmm. to be that caliber player playing beside Russell Westbrook because they play they're, they're right. essentially the same kind of player. Um, and I think he learned a lot from Russell Westbrook in his um, one season there in OKC. Um, I think he learned a lot about. the the type of work ethic that is necessary and, you know, just, just showing up every day, being the first one in the gym and the last one to leave and that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, probably learned a little bit, uh, as far as, um, you you know, just ways to approach the game, ways to like angles to take little things that like stuff that like Westbrook can impart to him along the way. Um, and you know, obviously the Pacers weren't going to be able to keep Paul George, so yeah. I mean, that's one of the rare instances where both teams really won, uh, because I mean, it, it, and that one's funny too, yeah.
2: because and that was a risky, that was a risky trade.
1: Oh yeah, well, and that's why it's so funny is because when the trade happened, we were like, "What the fuck are the Pacers thinking? Like this is ridiculous. Like this is such a bad trade." And then within by the All Star break, or probably sooner, but definitely by the All Star break, we were like, damn man, this is an even trade. Like the Pacers did well. And then by the end of the season, we were like, holy shit, man, uh, Paul George is going to go to LA. The Pacers won this trade. And then you know by this by this season, the start of this season off season, it was back to oh well, both teams won. <laughs> like, um, which is is crazy how fluid a trade situation can be even a year after it's passed or any amount of time after it's passed. Like it really goes to show you, you you need at least a year to wait and see how a trade is going to work out. Um, I think I'm going to have to be more open-minded uh, when it comes to trades and not rush to judgment and say, ah, this team won and this team lost. Like it, it's, it's very much a fluid situation. Um, But uh, but let's move on to a couple teams that have been kind of newer teams that have been in the rumor mill. We heard about Miami. Um, They were kind of one of the first teams that came out after Jimmy's, like, initial three. Um, And Jimmy Mm -hmm. has has said recently that they are now, like, the number one team on his list. And there Mm -hmm. were reports coming out um, earlier this week that, like, they were close to getting a deal done, um, and it just stalled out. And, like, now there's there's not a lot of talk going on for Miami anymore. Um, but with that being, you know, a destination that Jimmy obviously would like, I imagine um, Dwayne Wade probably had some significance in that um, sort of uh, – Jimmy now throwing Miami into his list of teams that he would like to be traded to. Um, and the fact that they have some, some good young pieces uh, and the fact that they're reportedly willing to take on Gorgie Jane's contract. I mean, that's the right, thing they're right. willing to do a lot of what Minnesota reportedly wants. Um, if I am Miami, I will, and you, you, you kind of let me know what you think of this. Um, I like. I'll give you. I'll take on Jenks' contract, and I will give you a first round pick. Um, and I will give you 2019 unprotected because um, it would have to be because they already owe their 2021 pick. So you can't really put a protection on a pick when you already are sending out a pick in in uh, 2021. So it would have to be unprotected, but I would I would be willing to do that. Um, and I will give you preferably Josh Richardson. If I'm Miami, and I would think Minnesota would probably prefer him over um, Justice Winslow simply because Winslow is going into a co- contract year. Josh Richardson's already signed for long term. He fits better as far as just replacing Jimmy Butler um, on the court uh, as far as positionally. Um, but also, man, I could definitely see like the Kings next year being like, We really like Justice Winslow. We're gonna offer him twenty two million dollars a season for four seasons. Oh yeah. Like
3: it, man, yeah, and, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you're like, shit, I wish we had gotten Josh Richardson who we'd only have to pay like half that, you know.
2: Um Apparently so Miami, I, I don't Miami's know. very they're playing hardball, they don't wanna move Richardson. Like that's they one of the pieces they've been holding on to. The hardest. Because they're, like, oh, they're willing to give up almost everybody else. <laughs> yeah, well, and
1: see, here's the thing. I would be steadfast. I'd be like, yes, I want Richardson. Um, but you're not getting – here's the thing. And to me, you're not getting Richardson and Winslow um, and a first-round pick and asking them to take on Gorgie Jang. Like, they're, they're, there's too many ands in that equation. Um, that's exactly. like Jimmy is a great player, but you're not – you're not getting all that when he's on a rental contract. That's just not feasible. Um, so if I'm Miami, I'd give up. Like if if you take Richardson and Whiteside, and if 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 they can find a third team um, to to take on Whiteside and 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 figure out what's going on there, fine. Um, if I'm Miami, I'm not busting my ass to find a third team. Um, but like if if there can be one five, I, I I've heard the Kings like. Kind of thrown about from various sources.
2: Um, kings and sons uh, seem to be the most vocal.
1: Right, right. Um, but here's the thing: like, if I'm the kings, I'm not taking on white side if I'm not getting any assets back in return. And like, it, 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 I mean, yeah, white side's better than the sinners that you have, but you have plenty of sinners. Um, I'm not giving up. A, a bevy of my expiring contracts if I'm not getting assets in return to get Whiteside, when I already suck. I know I'm the Kings. I know I'm going to suck. Like it doesn't like getting Whiteside doesn't make you not suck. <laughs> so, um, so that's, that's not no, worth it to me.
2: For
1: them. Yeah, it's not worth it to me. And then if you start you know, saying, no. okay, well, well, what do we have to give to the Kings to make them take on Whiteside? Then it's like, well, how much are the, the heat giving up? And then the other question is, what is Minnesota actually getting back for Jimmy Butler? And both of those things just dwindle. Um, so I don't, I don't like the Kings. I don't think that's a – I don't think I, – I think the Kings and, – and rightfully so, I think the Kings should want more than what is going to be feasible for either team to either give up or leave on the table for them to take Whiteside. I don't see that happening. Um, the Suns maybe – uh, but they seem to be more interested in like a Jeff Teague. Um, if Goran Dragic is included in the deal, which, I, again, I don't, I don't think swapping Gordon Dragic for Jeff Teague is that significant. Like, yes, Dragic is better than Jeff Teague, but not by much. Um, and again, like, I really like, and then also, what are the like what who are the Heat taking back from from the Suns in that equation? Because um, they they don't have all those expiring contracts anymore, so I mean they have Tyson Chandler, um, so I mean that could be somebody who would be involved. But um, but I mean then you got one center well, two centers. You got two really young centers at that point. Um, I think they want to keep Chandler, um, so I don't know. That's sketchy. I I still say to me my best money on is if there's a third team. Um, we know that the the Cavs reportedly made an offer. Um, for Whiteside that um, was rejected um, by the Heat. So I imagine I, – I don't have any intel on what that offer was, but I imagine um, it would involve Tristan Thompson and another player, maybe got Kyle Korver, because that adds up as far as the money. Um, and, like, let's just say on the Timberwolves, if I could get back, give up Jimmy Butler and get off Gorgie Jang – and I can get back um, Josh Richardson, Kyle Corver, and Tristan Thompson, plus a first-round pick. Like that's about probably the best you're going to be able to do um, at this point in time. Um, and I think that's a I think that's a reasonable offer. Like if if all teams are happy with what they're getting in that in that equation, I think that's a reasonable offer. But obviously, like you said. Um, the Heat really don't want to give up Richardson, um, and I, I don't even think if they were to include Richardson, um, I still think Minnesota would be one would be asking for you know like I said they'd be asking for Winslow too uh, and a pick um, and for Miami to find a, a third team for for Whiteside and it's like dude I'm not going through all that shit like no uh, but anyway what, just your your thoughts in general on essentially these two teams not being willing or able to to broach some kind of deal when it, they were seemingly so close.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, it's frustrating because you just kind of want this to be over already.
3: <laughs> like, mm-hmm.
2: You're like, oh, they, they, I know they wanted it to be done by Tuesday. Like, we're at, like, Friday now and nothing yet. Right. And apparently, like, yeah. all all talks have stalled. Miami is the favorite in terms of Jimmy Butler. But apparently, uh, Houston is coming in strong with offers, and apparently, they made their or is it one of them or Miami made their final offer last night. So yeah, um, yeah
1: it's they're one of the new front runners, apparently.
2: Yes, yeah, apparently, yeah. Even though I'm not sure what they're giving up, uh, but you know, that's an interesting story all on its own. Right. Um, but Miami, I, I like it. I like uh, him in Miami. I, I think it kind of fits, um, depending on what they give up. Apparently they are like I said. Josh, uh, Josh Richardson is one of the, the guys that they they're, they're very reluctant to give up, and bam, out, out of bios is another guy that they're reluctant. To give up. But um, I think everyone else is on the table. I think apparently the Deion Waiters is the guy they're they're really looking forward to try to get rid of. <laughs> but um, well, yeah,
3: he's been um, banged
2: up, and if you can move, yeah, like if you could move
1: Waiters and you could essentially slide Richardson to the two because he's been playing more mm-hmm. three for them. Um, and then put Butler in at the three, I mean or the, I mean both those guys are interchangeable um like that makes more sense for miami, but like yeah i i 'm not making that trade for Deion waiters um i 'm just like Josh Richardson is going to be the piece that I want if i 'm minnesota, and i don 't blame him if that's yeah. what they're holding out for. I just figure I, it with all of the reports, I just figure they're 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 wanting even more than that, but you know it 's partly speculation on my point.
2: No, I totally agree with you. It's just, it's just weird. It's a weird situation, and I don't like it taking this long. But it's because Ted doesn't want it to happen, so he's going to try to hold out as long as he could. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's just annoying. You know, it's, it's all it is. It's just kind of annoying. And hopefully, it gets resolved soon. I would love it to be done by the end of this show, so we can have something to talk about by the end of it. <laughs> end with a bang. You know. <laughs> Jimmy Butler trade, <laughs> but um, yeah, probably not gonna, yeah, well, tonight, but w- I'll
1: just go in and, and retitle it emergency Jimmy Butler trade
2: podcast, get to this amount of time, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah. but it, whatever, you know, Jimmy's going somewhere, he will he's not staying in Minnesota. Sorry, Tim, no. um, unfortunately for you, but it's just a matter of where and when and for what, yeah, of course, yeah, I mean, that's
1: that's. Exactly what it all boils down to. So you mentioned the Houston Rockets. Um, That was another team I wanted to discuss because those seem like the two teams that have come, come into the mix. Um, I I mean, I already kind of uh, proposed, I mean, it's a really simple trade. I mean, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and the 2019 first round pick for, for Jimmy Butler. Um, And it makes sense on paper um, because Jimmy Butler is that much better than those guys. Um, but you already lost so much depth with, uh, it, and especially like just identity, um, not just depth, but identity with, you know, losing Ariza. Um, you lost Bob Mute, who is more depth and less identity. Um, but nevertheless, like those are two guys you lost. You're replacing them with Carmelo Anthony. Um, it, it, you, you just picked up Marquise Chris, which I like that. I like that pickup. He's young. Uh, I mean I don't I don't know if he I wouldn't feel comfortable relying on him. Um but you know he's 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 a reasonably good player. But here's the thing, like PJ Tucker can slide over and play the four if you need him to. i d I've never seen known Jimmy Butler to play the four um <laughs> ever. Uh you never play with Dan he, Tony.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a fair that's a fair point. Um, but like you know what I mean though. P J Tucker's big. He's not tall, but he's big. Like he's got a big like, strong body. Yeah. yeah and Jimmy Butler, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're talking about like injury prone, you know like I mean I don't want to call him skinny, he ain't like K D or nothing, but like I mean he's he's right. not he's not like he's not a stout like P J Tucker. I I don't I don't know if I would trust him playing the four to stay healthy, like um so, it, I don't know if that's a good deal. Plus, you're losing Eric Gordon. You're losing, you know, a guy who's been a big contributor for your team. Clutch, like a nice. three-point shooter, fantastic. Can like shoot, chuck the ball from 30 feet, um, and and just drain it. Like you're you're if he shoots a wide-open 30-footer, you're probably saying there's a better than 50 percent chance it's going in. Um, and you give up just those two players. I mean, the draft picks kind of insignificant to Houston at this point. I mean, I don't think they would have any problem, including a first round pick in any trade that they, they construct. But I mean, that's the kind of trade that's going to take to get a guy like Jimmy Butler. And even that for what Minnesota is wanting, it's, it seems a little low, um, but um, that might, you know, be the best offer that they can get. But I don't do that trade if I'm Houston. I've thought about it a lot. Um, and, I just don't know if I, I feel comfortable enough to do that. I mean, A, Jimmy, if it doesn't work out, Jimmy can walk. Um, like I said, Air Gordon and, and PJ Tucker are just, like, really solid glue guys. And I don't know, man. I, I would just be very, very, very um, worried if, if I was Houston making that deal um, as far as, like, how everything would work out. Plus – you, you, what you're, deal, you're dealing with Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler, two of the most hard-headed dudes in the league. Um, yes, yeah, sure they could see eye to eye and everything could work out great, but maybe they don't, and maybe things are terrible. Um, I don't know. I if I'm Houston, I'm more interested in trying to see if I can flip Brandon Knight for like and a first rounder for like a more reliable defensive four um, or, or like like swing player, somebody who can play the three and play the four. Um, like for instance, obviously um, I'm not saying this would be a, a reasonable trade for Miami, but like, if you say you could get a guy like James Johnson, like slightly overpaid, can play the three, can play the four, reasonably sound defensively. Like if if Miami were in a position in say the middle of the season, say they don't get Jimmy Butler, they trade Dragic or whatever, and they're rebuilding – Um, like you could, there's, there's at least a universe that exists where, you know, Houston's like, all right, well, we'll give you Brandon Knight. You take on his two year deal. We'll give you a first round pick. We'll take back James Johnson's three year deal. Um, and you know, he'll help us defensively, um, more so than Mello. Um, like that's the kind of deal that I would be looking at if I'm Houston, like a, a, an additional piece not another superstar. What What are your thoughts on that um, as far as, I guess, the depth versus superstar argument?
3: Yeah,
2: I agree with you. Like, uh, And plus um, chemistry, you know, like, I know, look, uh, Jim. I think Jimmy would get along just fine in Houston because, he know, he liked him and, and Mello and him and Chris. Well, he's from Houston, close, too. So. Oh, okay, well, in his home, look at that. So I think it would work out actually really well for, for Jimmy. Um, but like you said, you already lost some depth. You'll lose more depth with you know because you're basically just getting Jimmy back. Maybe you take back Gorgie. And but then I you don't like, think they can. And then you, you There's like no.
1: Is? I mean, what other pieces did they have to trade that they could do that? I mean,
2: um, yeah. Yeah, Nene, Obviously, you're Nene.
1: not you're not trading. <laughs> I mean, the only way that I could see it getting done is if they included Brandon Knight, but they can't include him in. Deal with any other player for I think six more weeks, and this deal needs to get done way sooner than that. So,
2: oh yeah,
3: that's true.
2: But yeah, even if it's just Jimmy, and it's for like what your deal? Like, your deal's not that bad at all, actually. If I'm Minnesota, I, I mean, I'll take it. I mean, you get two really good players and a draft pick. It's not going to be a high draft pick, but it's a first rounder. That means you'll probably have. That year you'll have two first rounders, and you never know. You just yeah. you just you got to draft good in the end. You know that that right right. first round pick could be just Maybe as good you as get a good of the pick It could draft well. Exactly, you never know. So it's always valuable to have a pick, regardless. Um, it's just it's tricky. It's really tricky because I, I think depth is important, and they, you got to beat. Certain teams in waves, and they had a really good chance last year. And they missed Trevor Ariza a lot. So getting back uh, Jimmy Butler, I think, is um, better than what you got with Ariza. I think Jimmy Butler is a better right. player than Ariza. I don't think it's yeah. an argument. But then you lose P.J. Tucker, and he was very important last year. And you lose Eric Gordon. He's very important. No offense to Melo, but he's not used to being a six-man. So, I mean, I know as much as you probably like him there, it's not something he's comfortable with. So I'd rather just put him somewhere. I I know he's comfortable, you know. I don't want to fuck with his, his head, you know. Derek Gordon doesn't yeah. care where he comes from. He's going to score on the bench, right. at the end of the bench, in the front. It doesn't matter. He knows what he's doing. He just give him a couple yep. minutes, he'll be just fine no matter where you put him. And that's why he's a right. valuable piece no matter where he goes. Because he already right. know. like, I can come off the bench and I'll be just fine. And um, so it's just a matter of, like, what they want to do. So I don't think it's bad for either team. But like you said, depth is really gonna. They're gonna to have to probably make another trade after the Jimmy trade to try to fill in the gap because they have other wings. Like they have Joe Green and they have. I can't yeah. remember. They just picked up another wing. What's his name? Ennis, uh, James, right? James Ennis. I think. Yeah, yeah. So they got and Ennis is pretty good. I like James Ennis. He's um, good. Yeah, he's a good, yeah, I mean, he's a good role player. Right. He's like 6'9". exactly what you were talking about. That just yeah. was big wing. <laughs> you know, he can play three, four. Right. Um but, you know, but he's not exactly uh, one of those. Uh, uh, he's a borderline role player, you know, <laughs> he's right. like maybe a bench player. Like he has his moments, but that's the problem. Right. They probably need a better, better bench at the end of the day, especially if they make that mm-hmm. trade. So they're going to have to probably, it just can't be the last trade for them. They need to get in right. depth.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I just, I don't know if you have the ability to do that. If you trade away those pieces. I mean, you don't have a draft pick anymore. Um, You obviously trade away, you know, you're you're probably two most tradable assets. Um, You still have Marquise Christie you could trade um, that you picked up, but, I mean, his value is going to have to go up considerably throughout the year for for him to become something that can get you back something. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, I don't think Brandon Knight's going to be a valuable piece at any any real given point in time. Yeah, I mean, I just I think they would be better off just trying to kind of recreate the depth that they had last season and just kind of roll it back because they it's not it's not a situation where it was like Toronto where it was like fuck dude like LeBron James is on the worst team that he's been on since like 2010 mm-hmm. and we still got swept. Like it wasn't like that. Like you were probably a Chris Paul injury away from winning the NBA
2: championship. You know, so it's exactly. like you yeah. right that. You're right. Like, you yeah. can't get any closer than they were, bro. You really couldn't. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I don't I don't think that I don't like that for Houston. I mean, I could see him doing it and it might work out and everything, but I don't I don't know. I I I think it would be a um I don't. I don't think it's a very Daryl Morey move, Um, but who knows? Maybe. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I I will agree with you in this. If they make that move, look out for them to make another move because um, I don't think they would want to be done with that. They would want to have something that increases their depth. And you know, maybe if they made that move, they'd be like, "Fuck it, we'll trade a couple future first-round picks." Like, we're really all in now. We got three. like probably like what three hall of famers I mean definitely the two guys that got and I I think Jimmy Butler is is definitely a hall of famer um For sure. so like I mean if you, if you got three hall of famer and fuck you got Mella, I mean he ain't a hall of fame caliber player anymore but I mean, yeah. he's undoubtedly a hall no, of famer too
2: Exactly exactly
1: So I was going to say like you I mean a hall of famer and, and you got too. Capella
2: All right
3: yeah you don't never
1: um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if if they did make that that deal, I mean, I would definitely think they're gonna make something else. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be something to to look out for as far as um, regardless of this this Jimmy Butler thing, like what Houston does, because I don't think they're done. Regardless, I think one way or another, they're gonna make another deal sometime between now and free agents, or I'm sorry, uh, the trade deadline. Um, to kind of bolster their team, I would expect them it to be closer to the trade deadline, um, so just so they can kind of monitor and see what they have with the squad. Um, but uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be something to look out for. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on um, to another um, kind of we'll tie this in a little bit. Uh, Kyle Lowry has reportedly, wait, wait, I'm sorry, Kyle Lowry, um, has reportedly Ducks calls and texts from both the Raptors GM and head coach over the summer, Um, he's, I mean, he's, he's just pissed they traded his best friend, like, and I get that, like, I mean, if, like, I mean, I think any of us can kind of relate, like, I Feel like most of us have probably been in that situation in a similar situation at some point in our lives, where you know we had a really good friend who we worked with who ended up getting fired, and you're like, man, like this is bullshit. Like I don't get to like hang out with my friend at work anymore. Like you see it through the lens of like your own day to day, and you're like, fuck, man, this ruins. Like this ruins my at least my like my month. Um, It's going to take me a month to adapt to not having my buddy, like, here at work every day. Um, So I can understand why he was pissed just from, like, a selfish perspective. Um, And then you add in just how close they actually were, and I could see how that goes even further. It's like then you're talking about, like, if you work someplace where somebody who you consider, like, your brother – um, gets fired. And then it's on a whole nother level. Like it's not just selfish at that point. You're like, you're pissed off for your friend. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, I, I could understand. And you know, obviously Kyle Lowry's not obligated to talk to anybody over the summer. I mean, he's doing his own thing and it's not written in his contract that he's got to answer, uh, phone calls for anybody over the summer. Um, so I get it. I totally get it. Um, but I will say this: They are paying you thirty plus million dollars a season to play for them. Um, I think the least the least that I would do in that situation is at least respond back and say, "Hey, I'll be in touch with you when the season rolls around. I'm still a little salty. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'll just be honest with them. I'm still a little salty. Like you traded my dude, um, but I'll be there. Um, you know, I'm a professional. I'll I'll be there." Um, you ain't going to get any like lip out of me to the media or anything like that. But like, you know, like I'm going to take my summer, um, and it ain't going to cater to you because obviously, um, you know, I'm just an asset to you like any, anybody else, like I would just be stone cold honest. Um, but nevertheless, Joel, what were your thoughts when you heard that he was, uh, pretty much just ducking everybody's calls from the Raptors this off season?
3: Uh, you know, uh,
2: like you just said, uh, that's kind of exactly what I thought. Like, he's just salty. He's upset. And that was just like one of his closest friends. They made a commitment together to stay in Toronto. So he was butthurt hurt on both sides. Like, they, right. they didn't just trade his friend. They kind of felt, he felt betrayed at the same time. So it's like, he was hurt. They were both hurt, obviously, but he was, I mean, he's still there. So he has to still be a Raptor at the end of the day. And he still, he kind of felt, I think he was just really disappointed in the team. And, of course, he felt bad for his boy. So it's like, you know, that's just how some people take it out. I'm not that kind of person. I, I probably would still talk to them even though I'd be mad and they'd hear my mouth. Some people just rather not talk. <laughs> They're like, it's better me not say shit than say something, you know, that I'm going to regret. So he probably just avoided confrontations until he can cool off. And So I get it. He was just mad. And, I, hey, look, we understand. I was his boy. I get it. It happens, especially when you get close to somebody. We've all, like you said, we've all been there. You just need time to like cool off and just, you know, it was it was kind of a cold. It's a business, and that's what that's one of those moves where you're like you're like as a player, you're reminded I'm really just an asset, right. you know, right? And it just sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean it does, and you know, I mean that's that's the nature of the beast, and I think as far as what you'll get out of Kyle Lowry this season, I mean, I think you'll get the same Kyle Lowry that you've always gotten. Like he's going to be really good. Um, Hopefully um, like he was kind of one of the few bright spots for Toronto in the postseason last year. Um, Like despite um, Juwan's obvious hatred for him, um, we kept trying to point out to Juwan all last postseason how well Kyle Lowry had been playing um, throughout the whole postseason. Oh um, I mean even against the Cavs. Uh but I mean I think you're gonna get that same intensity, that same effort. Um it's just it's it's gonna be um kinda weird and especially like you're talking about trading um DeMar DeRozan, one of the most like um like seemingly anyway, like, obviously, we don't really know these guys, but from the outside looking in, from a fan's perspective, one of the most personable, like, friendly, outgoing, um, you know, uh, just just seems like he's, like, just a super cool dude, like, easy to talk to. Like, you're going from that to a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who's just weird. He's just a weird dude, and there's nothing wrong with that, like, um like I mean, I, I got plenty of friends that are like really fucking weird. Um, I mean, I'm kind of weird. Um, but I'm not quite Leonard weird. Like, quite Leonard is like on a on a whole level, a different level of weird. And so, like, especially like
2: in that kind of sense. We knew that soundbite. by I mean, right. Like, I mean, I, I heard everybody
1: like everybody talking about his laugh. And like, it I, it was funny because I watched the the little presser that he did and i it didn't like i don't know i guess because i already like figured he was really weird um and like <laughs> like it, he really does come off like um like a like an alien trying to learn human interaction at times like he really does like i hate the like um I'm sure like he hates to hear shit like that but I I mean I doubt he listens to our show so I ain't that worried about it um but uh yeah, right. Nevertheless, I mean, KD. I'm, I'm sure KD probably listens to our show as much as much shit we yeah. talk about him on this show. You know, he's out there like fucking searching yeah. that shit. Where's the number he's one show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: We'll yeah, talk the most
2: shit. This show, right there, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, man. Like he's
1: he's like that laugh. Like it didn't real like it didn't really register with me. Like that it would be, like, a thing that people were talking about. Like, I was like, man, that's a fucking weird laugh. Like, me, I just kind of chuckled yeah, about it. Yeah, me neither. And then, really, and then all of a sudden, everyone's talking about it, and they're all like, dude, what the fuck's up with his laugh? And I was like, have y'all not been paying attention? Like, this dude's been weird forever. Like, what, y'all are just now noticing this? Like, <laughs> but, I, said,
2: I was telling Joan the other day, I'm like, this is why he is weird, because this... He can't be himself around people. He's just awkward. Right. He's like, oh, this is, yeah. why, this is why I don't talk to nobody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's why I don't get high anymore. Because um, <laughs> that's what I'm like when I get high. Um, I'm just, like, real <laughs> goofy and I, I get, like, nervous. And I'm like, oh, damn. Um,
2: uh, I don't I, people I say, say that. Yeah, I had more fun hearing him say I'm a fun guy in monotone. <laughs> was like, that doesn't sound yeah. like you're a fun guy <laughs> <laughs> Yes
1: Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I uh, audibly laughed at that one as well um, Because, yeah, that was uh, yeah. There were several different points in that In that um, exchange between he and the press That were very interesting And you know what? It really just makes me want um, More of Kawhi Leonard and the press like, give me more of that. Like, give me more of these like weird uh, interactions. Like, I feel like Sa- in San Antonio, they kind of like guarded him because um, yeah, you you never saw him talking to the press. Like, it was, like, never happened. Um, and so, he like, I rare. think they knew how weird he. They like knew how weird he was, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we, uh, you, you just go on. Like, we'll cover for you. You don't have to talk to him." Because I mean, be obviously, like, he popcorn. didn't want to do it. Yeah, like he didn't <laughs> exactly. want to do it, so he was like, all right, cool, Like, yeah, I, don't I have to do you. it, cool. Um, but, like, I hope in Toronto, they're like, no, nah, man, come on, go talk to him. It ain't that bad. Like, do it, like, ten more times and it <laughs> won't be anything. Like, great. <laughs> right. Everybody's nice, bro. Like, it's
2: all good. Right. Um, it's the nicest country you're going to be in, man. And don't do yeah. it. Even if they don't mean it, they're going to do it because they want to keep you. So no one's going to be mean to you. <laughs>
1: Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Everyone's going to be super fucking nice to you, bro. Um, but like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, um, it, it, it seems like kind of anything in life. It's like, um, as, as good as he is at basketball, it's like, how do you like not know how to converse with anyone? Like in, in like a, like a public, like, I know there's like a lot of people who get like really scared when it comes to public speaking and shit. Um, but guy. I, I get a little nervous when it comes to public speaking, but it's not, it's not something I'm like terrified of. Um, but like, even oh, bitch, like when we out. first started doing this show, like the first day that I hosted, um, cause it was the first show that I hosted was this show. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was, I was like nervous. Like, I was like, shit, like, fuck, I hope I don't fuck it up. Like, I mean, we had done shows before, but I had never hosted. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a little nerve wracking, but like, I don't feel like I was anywhere close to that That's fucking weird, like <laughs> you know. Um, so I don't know. I think right. I think I'm hoping that being in Toronto helps him get out of his shell a little bit. Is is what I'm getting at, I guess.
2: I get it. I totally agree with you. I just hopefully for the best. I'm hoping for the best because I want he's really good, and we had barely seen yeah. him play the last year and a half. And like, right, it's not fair to the fans. Like that boy is good. He should be out on the floor kicking ass. And now he's going to do it in the yeah. Eastern Conference. And, look, there's no LeBron. It's, it's clear-cut. He could be the best player in the East if he, you know, if he wants to be. It's just a matter of if he wants right. to The man is a top three player at one point in the West. So, imagine what he could be in the East. It's just – Right. Uh, he just got to – you know, he just needs a chance. And I think the Raptors are going to be good again this year. But, you know, being regular season has never really been a problem for them. But at the same time, I don't know how this coach is. Like, I don't know. Like, I know what Dwayne Casey is. I don't know what Nick Nurse is. So that's another question yeah. we're having at Toronto, but yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know that's true. we'll see
1: I would have, I would imagine uh you know being a um being a guy like an internal guy he's going to be as far as schematically very similar to Casey um with the, I mean obviously every coach has a few alterations here or there but um but yeah but I mean you never know um you never know with a new coach like I mean he could be schematically the same but still make poor decisions in crunch time, you know, when it comes to going down the stretch. Um, like, I mean, and that could, you know, end up costing them big. Like, I mean, it could end up costing them a, a playoff series, you know. It, I mean, it, 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 we've seen it happen where coaches just, you know, made a decision. You're like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? Um, I mean, I know that uh, I did it a couple times um, uh, in the playoffs this past season. Um, I believe, uh, I want to say, uh, Philly was one of them, um, when yep. TJ McConnell know. got like super hot and Ben Simmons was cold. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why are you not playing TJ McConnell right now? Like, dude is like on fire and you're like, I get it. Like Ben Simmons is your rookie of the year guy, but like, come on, dude, play to win the game. It's fucking Herm Edwards style motherfuckers. Like, um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, I mean that that's that's a big question. Uh, another thing I want to ask you really quick before we move on, um, being that Lowry is kind of upset with the the franchise and what have you. Um, I, I, obviously, it kind of uh, was the natural evolution of myself and others, you know, within the media, um, to say, well, what you know, Jimmy Butler's on the trade market. Lowry's unhappy. Um, you know, instead of getting off Gorgie Jenks' contract, why, you know, why not get off of Jeff Teague's contract? You get back Kyle Lowry. Um, you get O.G. Ananobi. Um, maybe DeLon Wright. Maybe Pascal Siakam, a future pick. Um, I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying those are some of your options. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you had to give up, if you had to give up Jimmy Butler, um, and you were getting back, um, Draft or uh, not draft picks, the young prospects who are on rookie scale contracts, um, so it evens out the money um, basically. And you get off Jeff Teague; it 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 makes it viable to take back a Kyle Lowry thirty million dollar a year contract, um, where you might not normally want to do that. But I mean, Kyle Lowry is a like he's a lot better than Jeff Teague. <laughs> like I don't like. I don't want to like be. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm being. Um, uh, I get over the top <laughs> in saying yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like I he's a lot better present, than yeah. Jeff T. Um. So like if you could get him back, I mean, and he seems like the kind of guy who fits Tom Thibodeau. Like
2: no, like no matter we, what, Joanne.
1: Yes, but we always say like he's a bulldog. You know, he's that's what he is. You know. Um, so like, I mean, I think if you're, if you're both Minnesota and Toronto, I think that's, that's something that you could consider because even if you had to lose, um, say you had to lose Kyle Lowry, um, but you got Jimmy Butler and you got Jeff Teague, like at least you got Teague who's a viable point guard. Um, you, you definitely upgrade as far as getting Jimmy Butler over OG Ananobi, like granted Ananobi's. Young, and he could go on to be really good, but, I mean, he he doesn't seem like the kind of player who's going to be a, a Jimmy Butler caliber. Like, he seems, you know, like a really, really solid, like, third or fourth guy on a team type potential. Um, not, not quite a Jimmy Butler. Now, Jimmy Butler didn't seem like a Jimmy Butler player in his second year either. So, you know, it's very possible that Ananobi could step it up. But if you're That's Toronto... You got to be in win now mode, right? Like, put it yes. this way. Here's, I guess, here's my biggest point. I've heard a lot of people say you can't trade, you can't trade OG Ananobi. Like, he's your future. Blah 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 blah. Like, if you don't win now, you, OG Ananobi isn't enough of a future for you to want to keep him. Like, you should be more concerned about winning now than keeping a guy who's going to be a really good player, but he's not a franchise player. Like, it'd be something if he was an obvious franchise player, but he's not that. Like, there's nobody on that team pretty much short of Kawhi Leonard, who they just traded for, who's a franchise player. So if you can go get Jimmy Butler and, you know, I'd give up a lot of young pieces, Kyle Lowry, take back Teague, you know, structure some deal around that what are your thoughts on that do you think um do you think that's a viable deal f- for toronto and do you think it's a good deal for minnesota
2: um not a bad one i, I mean why not at this point right i mean well like Kyle Lauer, you know i do i, I defend i always defend color maybe because i have to <laughs> I well, you always got to defend to him it. because we always
1: got somebody around here talking shit about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, it's not that I, I look to go defend like, because he's not my I'm his biggest fan or anything. I just I just feel like he gets a lot of unnecessary hate. Um, but <laughs> no,
3: I gotta um, be honest. I love
1: it. I love it. I love that Jawan <laughs> hates Kyle Lowry so much and and just irrationally. It's one of my favorite parts it's, of doing it's, this it's, show. It's, um, it really it, is irrational even, as I've ever seen Yeah <laughs> but I was going to say Even even if it is like completely Irrational but like uh, But no I really do I love it but I'm sorry Go ahead
2: Yeah Kyle um, is a good player I mean He'd be a good fit with Minnesota I think he'd Fit in well there uh, he's already used To the cold <laughs> he, he looks like a single <laughs> wolf I don't know, I, just, you know I, I think he'll look good in the jersey uh, I think he flirted with them when he was a free agent So it's like it, it's just it, it would fit like Jimmy's a good compliment also like adding the the, the star power of a Jimmy Butler next to a Kawhi Leonard that's a hell of a that's a wing right there those two the best wings in the league you got them next to each other right and you know well, that, even if you get Jeff Teague back at the very yeah that would be a hell of a tandem yeah, at but the, the mean, very you least you still have a decent yeah. point guard right and you still have a decent right. point guard in Jeff Teague if you if you know if Jeff Teague's in the trade so it's like. Okay, there you go. So you have a good point guard. You have a starting caliber point guard, all-star caliber shooting guard, all superstar small forward. You know, then you have your, you know, the rest of the front court where you got to kind of work on shit. But has always been a good defensive player, and then you got Valentinus who's up and down, but also another good player. And then you got, you know, depending on what you what you gave up. Did you give up Sayakum? Did you right. give up OG? Probably. You know, there's a lot of things. It just I think you'd have to you give up OG, but. Right, I think, but I think,
1: I think you could give up. Here's what, because I looked at um the the pick that they gave up to San Antonio. Um, it's a 2019 first round pick, top 20 protected. If it doesn't convey, it becomes their 2020 and 2023 second rounder. So, because they gave up, because that's the pick that they gave up. In this, in, in another trade, they could include a 2021 first-rounder with some kind of protection on it. Let's just say lottery protected. A 2021 first-rounder, lottery protected. If Kawhi and Jimmy stay, that will obviously convey. Um, And then if it doesn't convey, you could instead convey um, your 2021 and 2022 second-round pick, since 20 and 23 are the second-round picks that would go out to San Antonio if that first-rounder doesn't convey. Um, and if they lose Jimmy and Kawhi, then their 2021 and 2023, uh, I'm sorry, 2021 2022 second rounders are going to be good second round picks. They're going to be in the 30s um, because they're going to be rebuilding. Um, so I mean, I think you win that no matter what. Like it's not like, damn, well we traded and we didn't, you know, we got a heavily protected first round pick that's you know, going to end up not being anything good like either you get a late first rounder um or you get two um early second rounders either of which is reasonably good um as far as draft picks are concerned um honestly i might rather have the two second rounders um just because it gives you more chances at getting um getting a guy because there's not that much difference between say 27 and 34 (laughs) um so and if you get to pick thirty four twice instead of twenty seven once, it's not the end of the world. Um so I don't know. Like you never I never know who's I think in the second driving, round. That's right. I never know. You've got a Malcolm round. Brogdon, a Chris Middleton, like there's the Nikola yeah. Jokic, there's guys. There's always guys. You there's guys make the right yeah. pick.
2: Um there's definitely one like, I mean, this year.
1: Yeah, well, and and your your I'm just saying like your odds early second round aren't really any different than your odds late first round. I mean, it's about the same, really. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I would totally make that trade. Uh or or be willing to accept that pick. Um, you know, despite a protection on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I don't know. I think that would be uh, a viable pick that they can include so that they could keep some of their depth so that they could say, keep Pascal Siakam. So maybe they could just give up Lowry, OG Ananobi, and DeLon Wright. And that, that first, first rounder. Um, and uh, it, it, here's, uh, but interestingly enough, I had I had one more kind of addition to ask you about this. Say, say that's the basis of the trade. You're giving up that, you're getting back Jimmy and you're getting back um, Jeff T. Um, mm-hmm. If you're the Raptors, would you be willing to send back Valanchunas and take on Gorgie Jang as your starting center, or would you be afraid that makes you too weak in
2: the front court? I am not opposed to it because I, I like Gorgie. I'm not either. I think he can be valuable.
1: I See, I'm not mm, either. I'm like, not even I'm not even mm-hmm. sure that, that Jang wouldn't be better for that team than Valanchunas because I, I really do think he would be better defensively.
2: Probably. And I like Valanciunas. I'm not saying I don't. I just I think he I, he might fit better. Uh, I think Gordidang, he was a starter for a while there in Minnesota uh, before, yeah. obviously, Taj came in and took his spot because he's really more of a center than a power four. I know they they played him a couple times right. there, but he's he's really center <laughs> at the end of the day. So yes. I think uh, he would definitely be um, either the starting center or at least the backup center. Maybe they move Abaka to the starting center if they do something like that. But um, if that's right. always a possibility too, you know. And that'll probably make them quicker and more athletic. So, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of options. That'd it'd be, it'd be a scary defensive team now that I think about it. <laughs> like,
1: right. I, just,
3: like, I it mean, Gorgi really Chang,
1: for all of his offensive ineptitude, like he's a reasonably good defender. He's pretty quick-footed. He, he blocks shots. Then you got Ibaka. Then you got Kawhi. Then you got uh, – Jimmy, and then you got uh, Jeff T Like, that's a really fucking good defensive team, and you're talking about one of the top defensive teams from last year already. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I would. I my, the biggest the biggest thing would be the fact that you know Jang's got three years opposed to Valanciunas is two, and the fact that Jang is like three or four years older. Um, I think gorgie Jang's like 29 years old, which is crazy. I didn't I didn't think he was that old, but he is. Um, whereas Alan Cheney is mm. like 25, 26. Um, really? but yeah, but I still think that, uh, I, I still think I, I would probably do it. I think like, I know on paper, maybe it doesn't make sense, but I think it on the court, it would, I think it would work itself out. Um, and you know, I, as far as from what I can tell, uh, Jimmy Butler, I, I, he hadn't had any problems with Jeff T or Gorty J. In fact, looking back on it, do you remember when Jeff Teague, like, tackled Ricky Rubio on the court? Do you remember that last season? Yeah, and, like, Jimmy Butler, yeah, Jimmy Butler, like, tweeted out, like, yeah, that's what you do, Jimmy, or that's what you do, Jeff, like, like, go get him, and, like, we were all, like, damn, like, that's Jimmy, like, calm down. Hindsight being 2020, I think he was trying to send those young guys a message, like, get after it, like, I ain't out there because yeah. I'm hurt, and like being a the bitch. only guy getting after it <laughs> is Jeff Teague, like the smallest guy on the court. Like y'all big, y'all like y'all like, you know, young studs need to fucking step up. Um, I think that this was kind awesome of the ball, trying sure. to say. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, which is again probably why I never drive there. Um, but anyway, it's all it's all great food for thought. Um, let's just hope the next time that we uh we have a show next week, um we'll be able to, you know, recap uh, what Jimmy Butler trade they did pull off. Uh, and then, you know, we can uh, move on to our uh, off-season grades and, uh, you know, pre-season, uh, you know, um, lookouts and what have you. So, because um, I know I know you've been itching to get into that, and I've just been like, I've been like waiting, yeah, like, him, yeah. But I really want to know where Jimmy goes, because that's going to have a big influence on my grades. So, uh
3: um, no, so we're gonna hold, off as,
1: as, yeah, we're gonna hold off as long as we can, but um eventually, like we're gonna have to do it, regardless, uh, but anyway, um, let's move on, um, one thing I wanted to talk about briefly, um Anthony Davis recently came out and said he thinks he is the best player in the league, um thinks he will be the best player in the league this season, um I like it, i like i it. It, it, he, I mean, he's one of the top five, like no doubt, uh, one of the top five best players in the league, um, and he's kind of reached that point where he should be looking at himself and saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go out there. I'm the best player in the league. You'll see. I'm gonna go out there this season." Um, the way he ended last season, where he was, had basically transitioned into playing the center position in a um, high-powered, run-and-gun style offense seemed like it was working out great for him um, in a in a small sample size. If they can continue that with the likes of Alfred Payton um, and 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 plugging in uh, Julius Randle um, in in you know spots you know where needed, um, I don't know. I think they could be really good. Uh, and I. I I'm still concerned for them. I'm a little less concerned now that all the Minnesota drama is going on. Um, but there's still eight teams that I, I, I think might be ahead of them. Um, Denver's going to be the real question, I think. Um, but uh, but nevertheless, regardless of where they end up finishing, I, I definitely could see AD going out. And even if he doesn't win MVP because of their record, like the unanimous, like, Like fan um, and media, like looking at it objectively, saying like, "Yes, Anthony Davis is the best player in the NBA." I could see it, and I like the confidence. What do you think?
2: Look at man, AB is my favorite player in the league right now, which means he's probably leaving New
3: Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) No, that it doesn't.
1: No. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean just that. It means he's going to Boston or LA. That's what that means. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's exactly what that means. Because that happens every time. At one point, LeBron was my favorite player, and then he went to Miami.
3: <laughs> and then at one point, Kevin Dur-
2: Kevin Durant was my favorite player, and then he went to Golden State. <laughs> And yeah, so they didn't. They were no longer my favorite players after that. Um, <laughs> they were supplanted by the the next best. Which at my at this point I feel, even even though he is my favorite, I still think AD is probably the third best player, uh, arguably in the league right after uh, LeBron and KD. Because you know, yeah, I think I think he's that good. That's how good I think he is. You can make arguments for other players as for that fourth spot, like uh, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, a Steph Curry, a Russell Westbrook. A lot of options. Uh, but, James Harden. James Harden, a, there's a couple guys you could put at that fourth, uh, the third spot
3: there, yeah. and Nick
2: Yan, yeah. yeah, there's a ton, tons of guys. I mean, I mean, yeah. believe it or not, it's a bigger, it's a bigger list than like, some people might admit. Um, right. But A.B.'s up there, and, and I was just so impressed with the way he played last year, and like basically by himself, because once the Marcus Cousin went down, I'm like, well, there goes that. <laughs> like, fuck, you know, they were playing so well, and he went down. I'm like, well, there goes that. But he, he was a monster. And of course I gotta give credit to Drew Holiday because I did not see that coming at all. Right. So but I just, but Anthony Davis of course was the key cog to that puzzle. And I, that's why New Orleans right now is my like my um my underdog team for the year. Like that's the team I'm going like last year was Utah, this year I'm going with New Orleans. Uh I just yeah. think they're gonna probably make a run. Uh, I like their squad right now. They're, they they there's just there's a lot of guys there. there's a lot of question marks. And that's what's funny. Because there are a lot of question marks that I like. So there's a couple of people that they got that I like. I'm really interested in seeing how it plays out with like Alpha Pay and and uh, Julius Randall. Uh, they picked up Troy Williams, and and I just I'm very curious how they put that all together. And yeah, I really I, and AD is going to be the key cog to that. And unfortunately, and it does look like time is running out in New Orleans with AD. But hopefully, he sticks around just a little bit longer. Yeah, unfortunately, that just seems where it's going. I just hope it's not the L.A. or uh, uh, Boston. <laughs> like I don't care where Gee, it is. But I hope it are... is the L.A. or Boston.
1: I, well, more I L.A. than Boston, because Boston's got, Boston's got too much riches as it is. They don't need any more. Um, but having teaming out with LeBron would be fun to watch. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um it wouldn't be. Not, uh, granted, it wouldn't be my first choice. Um, like, uh, there's other teams that I'd rather see. Like other, basically, like other uh, players that I'd rather see him team I'm up with. Got kind of Lebron,
2: selfish bastard.
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> um, but uh, no. I mean, I think I think uh, I think you're ultimately right. That the writing's on the wall for them. I will say this, um, and I'm sure they have. But if I'm New Orleans i would I would probably call up um uh, call up Minnesota and say like I- I'll give you each one more Nikola Miritich and a first round pick and uh, it's, I don't know name something else you want you don't have much else on that team that anybody's gonna want um not it's it's definitely not enough to get it done but i would I would throw it out there you know I mean you never know if if the other teams that they dick around, like, ultimately mm-hmm. try to just really lowball them. Um right. and, You know, and take them back, like, each one more and Nikola Miritich. Like, each one more is a, a, a guy who could start for you, and Miritich is better than Josh yeah. Gibson um, and younger. Like, yeah. More viable you'd, for the future.
2: You probably get two new starters, right, exactly. Um,
1: yeah. And getting a first-round right pick. Like,
2: yeah. And a first-round um, pick,
3: right.
1: Yeah. Because, I, I mean, Jimmy Butler would be – the kind of gamble that you would want to take if you're New Orleans. I mean, like, dude, like if you compare up Jimmy Butler, Drew Holiday, and then, like you said, like, AD. AD, like the third best player in the league. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's a squad that, uh, that, yes, looks really good. And, you know, given the right um, circumstances, I think could actually – um, you know, I mean, you need a lot to fall into place. You need Julius Randle to step up and be every bit, you know, the player. You need everyone to stay healthy, you need know, for Peyton to step up and be that guy.
3: Yep. Um,
1: but, I mean, if you had everything fall into place, you could compete with the Warriors with that squad. Like, I'm not saying you win, but you compete with them. Um, and I think, right. I, think, I think that's the benchmark right now. Like, I don't think you necessarily have to go out and win a championship. I think, I mean, we saw it with OKC, if you can – if you can show that you're competitive, um, you, you might be able to keep a guy um, just because the Warriors are so stacked. It's like you can't, you can't, I mean, you look around the league and you're like, is there really a better option than where I'm at? And, you know, I think Paul George looked around the league and said, nah, not really. <laughs> I mean, I think his <laughs> best option um, other than re-signing with OKC was Philly. And, you know, maybe he just looked at that situation and was like, you know what, like, I don't really want to be in Philadelphia, and Joel and Embiid's obviously you got health issues, um, and you know those guys are kind of young. I really like, you know, what I got going on here with Russ. Like, it, 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 it I don't think the difference was stark enough for him to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna bounce. So, um, so no yeah, know. yeah, but uh, but yeah, it, it uh, I, 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 nevertheless to to pull it all back in. I like AD's confidence, and um, I hope that they can at least uh, put together a good season and and make another good playoff run. Um, But, yeah, the writing's nevertheless probably on the wall that eventually um, a trade's going to go down. I'm sure we'll be talking about it. I'm sure I'll have, like, 17 different mock trades throughout the season for AD, and you'll Uh have to put up with it uh, from show to show. Uh
2: (laughs) And cry every single time, like, oh, God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, pretty much, and you'll probably be like, "Ah, oh, fuck, man!" Like, yeah, it kind of makes sense, but fuck that! I don't want to see it.
3: <laughs> no, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. We got a couple more topics. Um, so uh, Popovich, interestingly, um, in the uh, media day presser, um, said he's he's not going to try to change DeRozan's game. Um, DeRozan is one of the best mid range shooters in the league, um, along with, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, and, uh, mm. he obviously tried to kind of change Aldridge's game, which led to, um, Aldridge requesting a trade and, and they were able to work it out. And essentially pop kind of adjusted his approach to how to run the offense, um, that would better suit Aldridge's comfortability um, and ended up working out really well for him. Um, The fact that they were able to make the playoffs last year with only having had nine games of Kawhi Leonard um, was a testament to um, not only, you know, the players on the court, but, um, and, and Aldridge in particular, uh, but, you know, Pop's ability to adapt and, you know, given what talent he has at any given time. Uh, So, the fact that he's come out and said that about DeRozan, I think it's a really good sign and I think both you and I were pretty much in agreement that we're really excited to see DeRozan there and I I, I want to say yep. I heard the over under odds on for wins for San Antonio the other day and I want to mm-hmm. say it was like 44 or 46 or something like that. And I was like,
3: you are right.
1: fucking kidding me. Like, I don't bet. Like, I mean, I, I'm just I, – I wouldn't even know how to do it. <laughs> but, right. uh, like, I've never bet on a game or anything. Uh, or at least not right. – I bet on games, but, like, with friends, like, putting money down know, on a table I've everything. never, like, done yet. Um But, like, it is. Like, I, I need to figure it out because I need to put some fucking money on the Spurs to win more than that because,
3: mm-hmm. like –
1: you put DeRozan and Aldridge, I don't care how much of a learning curve it's going to take. With the Spurs, it's never that long. Um, and they're, they're going to be really good. Like I, I really think – I think I, I have them as the fourth seed. I want to say I have them as the fourth seed.
2: I think too. I did too, around there.
1: Yeah, like right around four or five. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, um, what are your thoughts on just, you know, basically – the Spurs' outlook for the season and, and Pop basically coming out and saying, I'm going to let DeMar be DeMar.
2: Pop is a man that knows what the fuck he's doing and he's learned from the past <laughs> yes, he mistakes is. and is applying it now. You know, uh, that's all I'm going to say about Pop. He knows what he's doing. He's made mistakes in the past. And he's learned that maybe there's not the best way to go about this and that and that and this. And DeMar DeRozan is a new animal that he doesn't want to fuck with. And because he knows he's already good. It's not like, I mean, what, what do you want to change? He's not Kawhi Leonard as long as he understands that and doesn't try to treat him like he's, a, like he's someone else. He'll be okay. DeMar knows what he, again, DeMar's a good player, really good player. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's going to be coming into a team that's o- a, a team of overachievers because they weren't supposed they right. should have been way worse than they were last year in my
3: opinion. So <laughs> yeah. like,
2: well, how are they this good at this point? How are they winning games, even when they're in the playoffs? It's like, how? I mean, I was cheering for them the whole way, even though I knew it was impossible. For them to so right. I was like, thought, so, you know, they were underdogs, and I love the underdog story. And they're, they're a good example of a well, well-coached team, and that's the only reason they're as good as they are. I mean, it's talent, of course, but they're not as talented as a lot of the teams they were playing against. So you could tell it's just they were being outworked and out, outmaneuvered, and that was all Coach Pop and. Some of the ways he played chess when uh, some of the other teams are playing checkers, and he got the most out of the, his team. And uh, now that he has the assets, because now that he has a guy that's actually going to play, I'm like Kawhi, who was not playing. <laughs> um, he should. Hmm. They should be a better team. I can't imagine how they're not a better team after now having you know a full squad as opposed to a half a squad or you know a not fully strengthened squad. Right. You know, but you basically yeah, I, got I, I, an yeah. all star for no star because he wasn't playing. Yes.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I know they lost Tony Parker, but Tony Parker wasn't really playing Another that one. much last year. Right, exactly. Um, exactly. And, and I know you lost Ginobili, which that one hurts a little bit more. Um, it does hurt But
2: hurt. different reason.
1: You know, yeah, because Ginobili, the thing, the thing with Ginobili is, you know, he wasn't a guy that was going to, like, play big minutes for you, but you knew you were going to get solid play out of him for whatever limited amount of minutes he played. Like, he could play 15 to 20 minutes a game and you knew you were going to get really solid 15 to 20 minutes of play. Um, And that's not Mm -hmm. really something that you got with Parker. Um, Like Parker's more of a streaky guy. Um, Like I I feel like he needed more minutes to be effective um, and maybe just be healthier. Um, Whereas with Ginobili, like, it didn't matter. Like he, you could just nope. give you could give him six minutes in a game, and he would be very productive in those six minutes. You know, um, so I think Aren't that you? one hurts a little bit more. Um, but I think they 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 got Marco Bellinelli in there, um, and I look to yeah, see I kind of. That. There you go. Yeah, I think he's going to kind of fill in for that Ginobili role, and I think he's he knows Popovich. Popovich coached him before. Um and I think they're going to be fine. I really do. I think I think they've I think they're going to be better this year than they were last year and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people if if Vegas's odds are any indication of like the the baseline thinking of of how well this team is going to do. Um no, I think, totally. I, think I, I think I I'll be surprised if they don't win 50 games. Like if they're not in the 50s in their win total, I'll be surprised.
2: And, they, um, and like, they drafted a nice young shooting guard in Lonnie Walker for the future. Yeah. Timberlake don't work out. Not that they aren't, but you know they have so, they have a reserve there, you know, a, someone to develop yeah. and to sit behind DeMar DeRozan and learn some shit. <laughs> you know what yes, I mean? absolutely.
1: And the guy's feisty and seems like he's going to be a really good defender. And um, right. plus, you know, Derek White's coming into his second season. Um, that's, yeah, that's usually right. when these guys too. start like kind of balling uh Murray Murray's only going to get better. He's a really good defender. Mm-hmm. Um they got nice. a lot of pieces. Patty Mills. Um Patty Mills, very solid uh veteran. Sick um man. and I,
2: I shit right there.
1: Yeah. And I like uh I really like them getting uh uh Yaka Portal in that trade too. Um
3: yeah, I think good with, player
1: with Gasol. Yeah, and with Gasol like aging, um
3: mm-hmm. and, you know,
1: I think I think you're going to see uh Portal get a lot of minutes and
3: mm-hmm.
1: like maybe take over the starting role at some point this season. Um because, you know, he's he's young, um and, you know, he's he could be the, the, the piece that they need at center more so than Gasol, um just yeah, I mean Gasol's like thirty eight years old, so um so I mean that <laughs> exactly that, that yeah, and I, I think that was very important, too. And, and you yeah, know, obviously they made a couple key re-signings. They re-signed uh, Bertans, Bertans, however you pronounce it, um, Bertana, and uh, I think so. uh, somebody else. Um, I don't think they re-signed Brandon Paul, but it was uh,
2: other guard. No, a uh, 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 Bryn, Bryn something. <laughs> Something, yes. something. There are three guys yes. and I just I can never remember because they all sound alike in the same height and shape, yeah. like, same position. It was very yeah. confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. one, like, um I, I forget. Yeah, it's weird.
1: I can't remember his damn name either, but he was another good role player. Um so they're uh they're gonna be um they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be just fine. Uh, very, I'm very confident in that, uh, assumption. Um, all right, two more topics and we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I wanted to bring this one up because, uh, namely because you and I are just have been on this train for so long. Um, we got a preseason game in Seattle this season. Um, golden state is, uh, going to play somebody. I can't remember who, um, but um, they're you know so they're going to be playing in Seattle. Uh, you know Steve Kerr commented on it um recently and, and basically said like it was one of the biggest like tragedies of the NBA was Seattle pretty much losing um their team like overnight mm-hmm. basically. Um, he said you know always like uh, that would. First of all, he said Seattle is a basketball town, which is undoubtedly true. Like, those guys love their basketball and love the Seattle Supersonics. And not only that, but um, he said that it was just – it was one of those places. He said it uh, reminds him, looking back, um, of Oracle Arena because, like, that was a place where you went and, like, the crowd was just rocking and, like, just, like, so into it back in his playing days when he would go play there. And, like, he really would like to see Seattle get a team again. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. I love – I you know, I, I, we we all want Seattle to get a team again. It, it, Mm-hmm. Who knows when that's going to happen? But I, I I gotta give at least a little love to the NBA. I love the fact that they scheduled um, a a preseason game there. Um, you know, just at least to give those fans something um, to look forward to um, and to have like a game to to go watch.
2: What do you think? No, totally, totally no. Seattle is the. It, it hurt me so much to lose the Seattle SuperSonics. So. To a city like Oklahoma, not, don't get me wrong. I don't want to shit on Oklahoma City. <laughs> no,
3: not at all. Wrong. I love, the but,
2: right? I, and I like their name. I know a lot of people shit it on the on their name, but I thought the name was pretty good. i don't, I'm just never. I was just not a fan of the colors. I know that's the flag and shit. Oh yeah, I like that. I, mean, I don't like that orange, just man. Denver, It just doesn't make sense for the team name and just the colors and the and the jerseys were so plain. I mean, they need they need yeah. jerseys at some point, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. But you know, I was always so sad. Like I, don't, I didn't mind getting the Thunder; I was just upset losing the Sonics. Uh, I like that those colors, those green and, and the yellow. And it's just, oh yeah, and I miss I miss the Sonics, like the Sonics. Like it's, I, talk, I love saying the Sonics. It was just, yes. the Seattle Supersonics. Like, I miss it. Yes, they were such a. They had so many good teams back in the day, and I remember like the last. I mean, they remember. I remember when they drafted Kevin Durant. Like, I remember that being a big thing, and and, you know, it's sad that they got him for like a season, and he was one of the best players in the game. Until you know, to lose him and the rest of the team, not just Kevin Durant, He lost them and the team to Oklahoma City. Right. (laughs) It's like, oh, that that hurts. Um, Yeah. And I hope they come back. They're number one. You know, I'm always for Seattle one, and then maybe Las Vegas two, in terms of expansion, like. Those are the yeah. those two cities I want to see get. Team, uh, team I like next, St. Louis, but, but I'm not against season. St.
1: Louis. Uh, Seattle's number
2: one. Yeah, I get definitely. it. Yeah, as long, as long as it's Sacramento that loses, I'm playing. I'm just, <laughs> um, I just, <laughs> I just, I, just, <laughs> I hate, I, I hate being so mean, but it's just that one city <laughs> that's never. It sticks out like a sore oh, <laughs> thumb.
1: It really does. Um.
2: Um. I look I'm happy for, for the city of Seattle. Hopefully things can turn around and we can get, get a team there sooner rather than later and it's the uh, who who who's playing? Is it gonna be the Warriors and who? I
1: can't Thunder? remember. I should.
2: How is it not uh, it should be the
1: Thunder? <laughs> it should be. I don't think it is. Um it, it's it's but it's the Warriors versus somebody. You'll have to look it up. I can't remember. Um right, I, but, I will.
3: I'll look it up. But
1: yeah. But nevertheless, like um, it is cool. Um, it might be the Lakers, honestly. Come to think of it, I well, think maybe. it might be the Lakers.
2: Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I could, be wrong. I could be
1: wrong about that.
2: Um, I'm happy for the fans, though, you know?
1: Yeah, like, give them something. Like, God knows they deserve it, you know? Like, that's it, – it really – you and you, <laughs> I think you bring up a good point because it, it really is um, a tragedy that Seattle lost their team. Oklahoma City, Um, but it's a travesty that they didn't get a team back and that team stayed in Sacramento (laughs) (laughs) because that was on the verge of happening and
3: everybody thought it was a
1: good idea. Like the general consensus – hell, I think there was even people in Sacramento who were like, yeah, it fucking makes sense.
3: (laughs) And then
2: fucking
1: goddamn Kevin Johnson fucking swoops in there and fucking – like pulls it ruined all out. Everything. Um
3: yeah.
1: ruined everything, man. If Steve Ballmer mm-hmm. would own the the Seattle supersonics and be throwing all yeah. that money at the Sonics instead of the fucking Clippers right. who nobody nobody right, fucking cares man. about the Clippers. Like Right.
2: Damn. Move them to fucking <laughs> Seattle. Fuck <man. laughs> Oh,
1: if only, man. Like it's, yeah, for it's real. Never gonna happen there though, cause the L. A. Market just makes yeah. way too much more money than Seattle, too much money. I'm about to
2: say yeah, it's too much money. Even if, even if you yeah. are the second team, you know. Yeah,
1: very much. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's probably one of my biggest NBA what ifs. Is damn, what if yeah, Sacramento was so close. had actually been buy by so bomber and moved to the.
2: Yeah, it was was very close. I remember the memes and pictures. I think it was like uh, Nate Robinson posted a picture of the Seattle
3: Supersonics. Like, oh,
2: shit, we're coming back type of bullshit because it's from Seattle. Yeah. So it's like it was that close. It was very close.
1: Yep. And it was very unfortunate that it did not come to fruition. Um, Like, give me one thing if Sacramento, like, had ever gotten reasonably good at any point in time. It's in the, like, right. three years, four years since. Um, but they haven't. Yeah, they I still can. suck. Um, like, if Steve Ballmer had bought that team and moved them to Seattle, I I have no doubt in my mind that they would be better than, like, you know, what what we currently yeah. have now in Sacramento. And exactly. that, that,
2: that bar. Ball- that bar ain't high,
1: so.
2: <laughs> no. But Maybe uh, <laughs> a playoff team, maybe. Is, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: I mean, is there any doubt in your mind that Sacramento is the worst team in the league going into this season?
2: No. No. At least they're yeah. like, uh, even if they're not the worst, they're at least no one wants to go there. It's at least uh, wanting to go their team. Uh, you know, they always yeah, are. Well, I was going to the say,
1: they may not have the worst record, but they're they're going to be the worst team. Like, I really get that. Yeah. And the reason I say they may not have the worst record is because they don't own their draft pick. So, they're not going to, like, they're not mm-hmm. going to put in, like, pull any amount of tanking, no matter what anyone thinks that is, whether it's, you know. Right, right. They're mainly, like, coaching and, and playing players that maybe you shouldn't be playing if you really want to win. Um, Like, they're not going to do any of that. But, so, I mean, I could see them having, like, you know, maybe the third worst record or something like that. But they're going to be the worst team. Um, like, yeah. I I have no doubt in my mind. Um, but
2: yeah, damn. I, man, it just it's going to feel like when the Hornets moved back to fucking Charlotte. That felt great. I know they already had a team it there with did. the Bobcats, but like, it wasn't the same. The but Bobcats it was great never... for them to
1: get their name back, man.
2: Yeah, it was great to get Buzz City back. That was the shit. Yeah. I, was again. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love the Hornets are back in Charlotte. That's where they should be. It's the right yeah. You know what I mean? It is. Yes.
1: And you know what? You know what I wanted along with that? And, I mean, of course, it wasn't cool. going to happen, but uh, <laughs> I wanted I wanted New Orleans to get the Jazz back. Like, the Jazz, the Utah mm. should be the one that gets a fucking different name. When the fuck has Jazz ever been known <laughs> in Utah? Like, come on, now.
2: Um, it's a lot of weird it, shit,
1: man. <laughs> it really is. But, like, that opens a whole can of worms of, like, and there's no lakes in LA, you know, but
3: that's uh, sure. uh, true. But the workers <laughs>
1: is, is iconic. It sounds cool. Um right. But uh I'm old now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um Yeah and, and the jazz kind of is too. Uh but but yeah. I do like I do like that New Orleans are the Pelicans. I like that I like that name. It's unique. It fits mm-hmm. your city. Um it not is, generic, even though it's weird. Like I like know, it. at first, you know, it was weird, but yeah, it was weird, it. but like I like it now, you know. And, and you get mm-hmm. to call them the Pel's for short. Like it works, it works.
2: Right, um, uh, it, it makes sense yeah. now. We like it. it it's yeah, growing on. They got an angry yes. pelican. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and their mascot's pretty funny.
1: Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, very good stuff. Um, all right, one more topic, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up uh some I, I kind of intermittently wa- watched um you know some of these uh various media day stuff and there was some interesting stuff here there um but probably one of the things I thought was most interesting was Kyrie essentially um you know talking about what his expectation was for not only this year but moving forward um very much sounding like uh you know he is very committed to being a Celtic long term, um, of course we have all these backdrops of rumors um, that you know Kyrie could be looking to go to New York or Brooklyn or l a or you know whatever this off season because he didn't sign his extension though you know we've discussed that as far as he's going to make more money if he waits till next season um, but what were your thoughts on uh, on Kyrie basically? Um, talking about uh, you know essentially the future um in front of the Boston Celtics.
3: Uh
2: expected. That's that'll that's one what? word I'll use is like what the fuck else is he gonna say? You know what, it's okay, I... I'd rather not be here though. Like what is he gonna say? <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank uh,
3: you. <laughs> like
2: honestly, like, uh, what like Look, I, I don't doubt at all what he's that he, what he's saying is true. Right? I Because, mean, honestly, it's a great – there is no better situation to be in than what the, the situation that Kyrie is in. He's technically right. the best player on that team, right? He's the best player on a deal that's expiring. That means they're going to have to pay him next year. They love him there because they traded for him, you know? And then, of course, he has options. So he can, he ha- he can go shop if he wants, if he can go visit other teams. But at the end of the day – He's in a better, no better. He's in a, he's a great winning situation, a great money situation. There's no reason for him to actually want to leave. Why in the fuck would you want to leave Boston, I, unless you really don't like Boston or you have some weird thing where you're like, this is just not where I want to be at. At the end of the day, because I right. mean, it, it could possibly be that because he is a weird dude. I mean, he has he, really he, he has his own frequency. It. I am not gonna yeah. not, like argue with him because the man has his own frequency. I'm not gonna judge him, but that's why I'm like don't put it past him that if he wants to leave, he'll leave. Trust me, he it's got a weird he's he's him. Let him be him wherever the fuck he wants to well, be him at. In the,
1: um, and the thing is, he's already won a ring. He didn't need to worry yeah. about winning a ring. He's already got that on his right. he's on his not you know,
2: list of accomplishments. Exactly. He's not ring chasing and shit. So it's not like he's going because he has to win. He's already won. And if he wins a ring anywhere else, it's just it's a cherry on top. He wants to get paid, and he wants to be the man, and he could do that both. He could do both things in Boston. Um, so look, I mean, if he stays, he stays. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I personally don't care. You know, as much as I'd love him to come to New York City, uh, but I, I'm not saying it's something I need because I'm also very happy in the direction that we're going with our youth movement. And so there will be other free agents to go after next year, aside from Kyrie. So I'm just – I'm open-minded. It would be great, but at the same time, I'm not losing sleep over it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I really – ooh, nice stroke. That was a good shot by the two. Hornets just took the lead Mm. uh, by three points. Yeah. I like it. Um, By the way, Mm. does Gordon Hayward look fat or is it just me?
2: Mm, Maybe he's just thicker.
1: Yeah, uh, he's not out there right now though. Yeah. No, he's not. But like, I <laughs> saw him a minute ago, and I I was like, God damn, is that Gordon Hayward? He you fat? He
3: looks fat. <laughs> um, <laughs> <It> looks <bad. laughs>
1: he did, man.
3: Come on, Gordon. Look a little, little fat.
1: I mean, well, I mean, he did like snap his leg into. So I mean, he probably hadn't been like. But like, I mean, I I, I watched like all of these tapes of him, you know. You know, shooting the 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 shots without jumping right. and all that throughout the whole season. He never looks fat. He looks fat there. Um, I don't know. Maybe right. it's just me. But um, but yeah. No, I really wanted Luke. This is another reason why I really wanted Luke on this show, because um, I wanted him to wildly speculate about these. Uh, it, it's not really maybe speculate isn't the right word, but I wanted him to very much say this is the definitive like Kyrie's not going anywhere. Blah 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 blah. And I wanted you. Uh, and you didn't disappoint. <laughs> to be like, what the fuck else is he gonna say? Um, because I was gonna perfectly play the middle. So I'll try to play the middle without um, without uh, uh, Luke being here. But no, I mean, I think ultimately, I think, I think even you kind of coasted on the middle there too. Um, but like, yeah, like I mean, he he would be an idiot to leave Boston. Um, but um, you know, he, like we said, he, he marches to the beat of his own drum. He's, he's a strange dude. So I wouldn't put it past him, mm-hmm. um, but it would surprise yeah, me. I'm not, I'm, um, it wouldn't right. shock me, but it, I'd be a little surprised. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately what, I mean, what, what do you expect? I mean, I get it. He He went a little further out of his way to talk about the future with this team than the questions that were asked. Um, but like, I'm sure he is thinking about that and like, you know, because as of right now, he's still on that team. Um, but you know, there's plenty of different things that could happen between now and then that, you know, change perspective or whatever. And with somebody who's seemingly as fickle as Kyrie Irving, um, I mean, it, it, I mean, pretty much now I get that he and LeBron didn't have the best relationship, like, they weren't, like, buddy-buddy, they were teammates, and they were, they worked well together, but they weren't, like, really close friends or anything at any any point in time, Um, but I mean, really, like, it was like he heard that his name had been mentioned in a trade rumor involving Paul George, and he was just like, no, I'm out, I'm done, I don't want to be here anymore, I don't want to be traded, and like, it's like, that's, like, dude, it's a business. Like, of course, <laughs> like, they, they had a chance to get Paul George and Eric Bledsoe, like, and, and they just lost uh, in a gentleman's sweep in the finals. Like, you, you shouldn't be that upset about that. Um, now, granted, I, I got no, no qualms with, you know, him wanting out, um, and it's ended up working out really well for him, obviously, as we've seen. Um, but, right. like, nevertheless, it's, it's still a little atypical um in, in that in That's that sure. sort of regard so yeah i mean i ultimately though i i i agree with you um is the point that i'm coming back to is he he's not gonna he's not gonna like he like i said he was he was maybe a little um looking forward a little more than what you would expect from somebody who has one foot out the door, but it's like, we've never claimed he has one foot out the door. We just said it was a possibility that maybe he would consider um, other options. Um, So uh, I, well, unless you're maybe, I I think Juwan has said a couple of times, nah, he's going to New York. It's, it's no doubt that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's (laughs) Jawan. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's in jest. It's in jest. Partially. (laughs) <laughs> if anything
2: just to get on just to get on the Luke skin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, the only thing I think like that Juwan is super emphatic about um going into this season is that Kevin Knox will be the rookie of the year. And if you tell him otherwise, mm-hmm. um, he will chastise you and post pictures mm-hmm. of Kevin Knox.
2: And say, Wait, is this Luka Doncic? <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: um, hope he's,
2: I i I really hope he's not wrong <laughs> yeah, oh I'm sure
1: <laughs> I'm sure um, I think he's going to be a hell of a player. he looks like he's gonna be so um and and definitely fun to watch um, and you know i i don't i don't think uh I don't think record matters as much as luke um uh it, 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 as much as he thinks it does, I guess. Um, because,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the big competition for Malcolm Brogdon was Joel Embiid, and the Sixers were still garbage that year. Um, and the only reason that Embiid didn't win it was because he only played 31 games. that had nothing to do with the Sixers' record. Um, so, if it's, right. it's Kevin Knox puts up the stats and is the clear-cut best player, the best young player, I don't, I don't think the record will right. win. Um, yeah. but, uh, but regardless... Um, good show, man. Uh it's fun to uh
3: for sure. chat about all the
1: shit. We get we had a lot of fucking topics. We didn't really talk about this game at all. Um but No,
2: yeah. no we didn't. So it was just a pre man. man. I will say I'll say this though. Like I was uh not shocked, but I always like to see who gets to start and who played, who didn't play. Like for Charlotte Probably. they started um uh, uh Lamb. They started Jeremy Milan, as shooting guard over N C G who's in the game right now. So I thought that was interesting. I was like, okay, that was different. I didn't. I. I don't know. Uh, it's just it's is a different direction. I think it's a smart move well, too. He's a better scorer, you know. He's a better scorer and, um,
1: he's a you know a valuable training piece. He's a guy on a yeah. what seven and a half million dollar expiring contract. Um, yeah. I've said a couple times now because, um, Philly had been mentioned and um, talks to try and acquire Kyle Corver. Um mm-hmm. I've said a couple times like fuck getting Kyle Corver. Like yeah, he's he's fine, like I mean, but he's he's on a two-year deal. You want expiring contracts cuz you want to have that max slot open next season. Like go get Jeremy Lane. Right. Like I don't I don't know what you have to give up, but you got a slew of fucking second-round picks and you don't need all of them. Um so like give up Jeremy right. Bayless and a couple good second-round picks that you know they could use. Uh, and go get you Jeremy Lamb. Because honestly, and two, the Hornets, they like they have Batum and they have Malik Monk. Like they need to be getting Malik Monk some minutes. So I mean it just I makes do. sense on a lot of on I a lot do. of levels for both teams to me. Like, um you you're, you're gonna eventually like Philly, you're gonna be just drafting um foreign prospects just so you can stash them, but they're not even going to be, like, people who ever come to the NBA. Like, you're going to be passing over um, homegrown talent because you don't have open roster spots because, you know, you didn't trade the pick at some point. So, like, cash in, like, even if it's for a rental. um, Like, Jeremy Lamb, solid player. He's worth giving up at least one second round pick for. So, but, yeah, that is interesting, though. Um, I like Jeremy Lamb. I think he's a solid player. Um, so yeah. I guess Batum played like, started at the three
2: then. Yeah, Batum started at the three, and it uh, looks like uh, Biombo didn't play today. So I'm not sure if Cody Zeller is really going to be the starting center. But I wouldn't be surprised. He's been consistently their starter at center when when there wasn't a better option. So I wouldn't be surprised to take right. that job. I just I I figured Biombo would probably get the start, but. Maybe I was just over thinking. It. I know they like Cody Zeller there in Charlotte, but at the same time, they got a new coach, so who knows where he's thinking right now?
1: Yeah, and and it, they got a weird situation at center because I honestly I could see that that first, second, third man center going any combination of those guys because none of them is right. really that much better than the other, and they all have upsides exactly. and downsides. Um, it's like, dude, you're That's paying Diombo point. all his money. You should want him as your starting center. He's athletic. He can block right. shots.
3: Um,
1: right. But then, like, Zeller is, like, guy. probably, like, much smarter of a player. Um, but then it's like right, you got Hernan Gomez, so you just – right. But then you got Hernan Gomez, so you just gave up two second-round picks for. It's like, bro, you need to fucking get that guy a minute. So I like
2: Willie. Um, Willie got talent. I like Willie, too. Lily. It
1: never – it never made sense to me. Um, I, I get why the Knicks traded him, because um, they got two second-round picks from him, so they got back what they gave up for him, basically. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: But it never made sense for me that, that the Hornets traded for him. It was like, I mean, even at the time, it's like, dude, you got Dwight Howard and you got um, Cody Zeller. Like, why are you trading for another center?
3: Um, especially when
1: you have Cody me. Zeller signed on for like, the next four seasons.
2: They Exactly, sense. yeah. No, and they got Franklin. Mean, like he's a big, he's a big. I know he's a forward, right? But he's kind it's of, he's kind more of More in today's NBA, he's a
1: stretch five.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. He's not really athletic enough to play the four consistently, in my opinion, right. uh, long term. So I don't know. Right. They have a logjam there, you know. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah, but those those two positions specifically uh, stood out to me for Charlotte.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I uh I'll also be interested to see what they get out of uh, Tony Parker this season. Um him
2: back me in Timba.
1: He's playing that
2: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and and like I'm good for him. Like I I know there's a lot of people who are like oh, he should have retired a Spur, you know, blah blah blah. blah. I don't disagree with that. Man.
3: <laughs> I,
1: to me though that shit's overrated. Like he okay, sure. If if the circumstance calls for it, like fine. But the Spurs, like really, the Spurs should have never given Patty Mills that big contract. Um, and right. then sure, then they should have kept him. But they did give Patty Mills that big contract. They couldn't trade Patty Mills, it, it, or without right. giving up something for, for someone to take him. Um, right. So it is what it is. So you, yeah. So you you uh, yeah. you didn't really have any room for Tony Parker, and he wanted to have a reasonably decent role so yeah go play for the hornets mm-hmm. like go play a couple more years they paid him i don't know
2: exactly well not so much that they paid him they gave they prom. they gave they're gonna give him the minutes that's all he wanted he wanted to play right it wasn't about the money It was always about the minutes you know yeah i feel bad for him. and they paid <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> and they and they paid at the same time I'm like we'll pay you and play you oh great oh, yeah <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, you know what and, else caught my eye today? Was was uh, the Philly game with, against Melbourne. Uh, they started yeah, both over over Reddick. Nice. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't nice. know if
1: I would do and that. It was
2: interesting. Yeah, but they did so far. And we I were would, saying, um, you know, he'll start eventually. <laughs> well, I see, I,
1: I, I don't know. I would probably be more inclined to start him at the one and s- mm-hmm. start playing around with playing Simmons as, like, a point forward. Um, right. And then you still play Redick for the three-point shooting. And then right. I-, I would say, like, you know, you you either bring Sarich or Covington off the bench. Probably Covington. I, I think I would want Saric in the starting lineup. But either or, it doesn't really matter. Um, right. But I think I would, like, I think that would be my ideal lineup. Um, so, but yeah, that's interesting um, that they they went ahead and did that today. How did Fultz do?
2: So far, I think he had like 14 points and like like four or three, four rebounds or whatever. I gotta check. But right. yeah, he was look He looked good when I when I saw him out there. Um, he was getting some extended minutes today because you know, no not no one's gonna play full minutes or whatever. Right. But he looked right. good. He looked. I mean, way. <laughs> At least he's playing. Last year he wasn't playing at right. all, so
3: that's a yeah. great thing. So he yeah, had like
2: 14, one and four. He, had a decent game for 23 minutes, uh, starting next to Ben Simmons with eight, eight and 14 assists.
3: Woo, nice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and unfortunately, Wilson Chandler, uh, in uh, three minutes of play, got uh, got hurt. Something <laughs> no. with his hamstring. Wilson, he pulled a handy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not
1: surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Uh. But, yeah, that's fucking typical. Um, well, you know, that's uh, that's what happens when the Kings swoop in and still be Elitza from you. And you have to trade for Wilson Chandler, and he gets fucking hurt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> be He
2: better fucking start in Sacramento for taking him in. What the hell is that all. Fuck, he, he better
1: start in Sacramento because they don't have another option. <laughs> like,
3: for real, like, there's want better option. Fucking- <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, I guess maybe they could play Bogdanovich at the three and then play Heald at the two. But last year they played – they brought Heald off the bench as their sixth man. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I don't know if that would have been the direction I would have gone um, if I were Sacramento. I I mean, Heald was the big centerpiece in the DeMarcus Cousins trade. I would kind of want him to be a starter um, on my team. but uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll. I just have to. No, actually, I take that back. We won't have to wait and see how it pans out in Sacramento because we already know how that story ends. <laughs>
2: yeah, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, I always comes back. To uh, you
1: should have gone to <laughs> Seattle. Um, and with that, we're going to uh, to wrap it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Good show, man. Uh, thanks for joining me yeah. on an impromptu Friday night session. Um, of course. By the way for those uh, who care, and I'm sure no one does. I couldn't make it last night. I had hair appointment, and it ran really, really long. Uh, a friend of mine cuts my hair for free. It's a um, very nice gesture of him. Um, so, But I, I kind of have to cater to his schedule. Um, and mm-hmm. so uh, anyway, yeah, so anyway, um, I didn't get home until, like, 935 um and I was not gonna do a show at ten o'clock. Dude, literally when I got in last night I like I was up for maybe like thirty minutes and then I was gone. I was probably asleep by at <laughs> least at, at the latest ten thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, waking up at six AM every morning, man, that shit'll kick your ass. I'm 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 not full for that shit, dude. Well I get it. I Bye. get up around that time myself, so I'm I'm you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I feel
2: get my up around, pain. Man. Uh, Yeah, I get up early.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and see, you got a kid, so I, I can't even, like, I can't even, like, really, you know, I at least, like, I get to determine usually minus the, you know, occasional insomnia spell but, like, I, I pretty mm. much get determined when I go to sleep at least, <laughs> you know. No, like, yeah, um, I sometimes life,
3: yeah. get sometimes
2: I get a nice little yelling in my ear in the middle it, or a foot in my face. It's happened many, <laughs> many times. I hate that so much, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's part of the joys of fatherhood. <laughs> uh, this morning, it just, I got a nice little drop kick. I'm like, where's the – it's like 4 in the morning. I get a nice kick in my face. Random.
1: She's a nut. Dude, yeah. I swear <laughs> to you, there was one time I was babysitting my niece, my oldest brother's daughter, and no, like no lie, dude, she's. I'm sitting on the couch, and she's standing on the couch next to me. And she just looks at me and smiles. And then just straight up fucking like death stomps me right in the balls. <laughs> like,
3: re- like <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Like,
1: <laughs> she knew
3: what she was fucking doing, dude.
1: I swear yeah, to God, yeah, she knew do. exactly what the they fuck do. she was
3: doing. Oh, and
2: they know. Oh,
1: they know. That evil dude, I, I had to, they knew exactly dude, I had to walk
2: outside. <laughs>
1: Like, I had to walk, I was so mad, like, and, like, it's my brother's kid. Like, I'm, you know, I can't discipline my brother's kid, right? Like, it's not my kid, oh, you know? Um, I get it, yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, like, and, like, I don't know, maybe, like, if, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, that tight with my brother. Like, maybe, like, you know, maybe if we were, like, super, were super close, like, it would be different. Yeah. Right. Like, or if I was, like, super close with his kid, like, it would be different, but I'm not. Um, so, like, but, yeah, I just, like, remove myself from the environment for, like, for, like, two or three I minutes didn't... and, like, collect myself <laughs> and then, like, you know, uh-huh. so, like, so I didn't do okay. anything irrational, like, <laughs> like, I was so mad, dude, and, like, oh, God, it hurt I've been so there. Bad. I've been there, I've been
2: yeah.
1: there, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, a terrible situation.
1: Uh, but it does make for a funny story, so at least at least she gave me that. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: always look on the bright side of life, um, kids. My uh, yeah, damn right. Uh, you and me both, brother. Um, mm-hmm. We got 90 seconds left. Uh, join us on Sunday, uh, 8 o'clock, Geek Buys Live. I don't know what the fuck we're going to be talking about this week. What uh, There was a trailer that just dropped uh Dark
2: Phoenix, right? Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Dark Phoenix is yep. out this week. We'll be talking to Dark Phoenix, uh some uh pro- probably a preview for New York Comic Con that's coming up next weekend that we'll be at. Ooh, so nice. yeah. Not not to talk about this week, you know. There's always something. Trust me, there's always something. <laughs>
1: yeah, and if there's not, like believe me, me or Kanan or Joel, we'll dig something up. Yeah. We'll dig something oh, up that? that we could talk about.
2: That new trailer for Holmes and Watson featuring Will Ferrell and John C. just dropped today, so we should definitely talk.
1: Oh, damn. I'm going to go look that up right now, because that has got to be fucking hilarious. Nice. That
2: should looks
3: hysterical. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. All right, well, thank you all for uh, for checking us out. Join us on Sunday, 8 o'clock, for Geek Vibes Live, and we will see you all next week for another episode of Cool Court Press. Until then, peace.
3: Peace